You're listening to Experiential Experts by Impact XM. Tune in for insights on how to empower your brand with virtual and in-person events and start making an impact today. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Experiential Experts, a podcast from Impact XM. Today, our hosts, Holly Zielinski and Lori Criswell, are going to be speaking with Haley Rosenstein. Now, she is the founder and chief marketing officer of Crepes a Latte, the largest experiential hospitality company in the United States. Now, most of their business centered around events and conferences and large events. So how exactly did they overcome the challenges of the past two years? Let's tune in to find out. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Impact XM's Experiential Experts. We have a wonderful guest lined up for our listeners today. Lori and I are so excited to be speaking with Haley Rosenstein, owner and chief marketing officer at Crepes Latte. Haley, welcome and thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be with you. So, Haley, tell us about Crepes Latte. Who are you and what services do you offer? Crepes Latte is a turnkey hospitality provider. We provide unique food and beverage experiences all across the country, really helping brands make an impact on their customers using hospitality to drive traffic to booths. So you started off as Crepes Latte, but you do so much more. We do. It all started um, with first crepes and lattes, and then we have really evolved and grown with a variety of about a hundred different food and beverage options um, that we serve on the trade show floor. Uh, Many of those have exploded based on really a client coming to us with a unique challenge or something they wanna communicate and resonate with their attendee. And food and beverage can really help tell a story and um, align with that brand. It can. And it's just a good way to start a conversation with somebody who is at your event or in your booth as well. Yeah. Years ago, you remember, um, you know, more than 20 years ago, there was a lot of promo goods on the trade show floor, branded items and giveaways. Yeah. Um, And uniquely, while we had cappuccino and crepes, when the Sunshine Act guidelines came about in the pharmaceutical industry, really food and beverage in a small portion was one of the only things that you could do to drive traffic. Um, And now we do that through a variety of ways with technology um, and food and beverage. And it's a multi-sensory approach to make that impression. Yeah, and they say, you know, it's more about the experience than it is the material goods that you're getting at an event too. People get Mm -hmm. more excited and it's a memorable experience. Mm -hmm. And while, you know, there's there's a lot of um, sensory opportunities on the trade show floor, you know, offering food and beverage, if done well in a booth, can invite attendees in. So they are here to learn about your product or service, but the food might be the enticement that gets them in. So you have a captive audience to make that connection with. Absolutely. So Haley, what are some of the trends that you're seeing right now? I know times are changing, but experiential hospitality is still something that's important and exciting within live events. Absolutely. Well, some of the trends we've done recently, we've done things with food and beverage. Certainly cappuccino is one of our number one services. So about half of the services that we offer um, are cappuccino. And we've done stenciled lattes. We've done logo latte art, um, as well as the digital printing on top of the lattes. However, with the food component, we've done things like grilled cheese, avocado toast, 
fresh baked brownies um, and cinnamon rolls. You're making me hungry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what's the difference between just in-booth hospitality and experiential hospitality? It's the showmanship of service. So when you go to a convention center, you know, any convention center, it's really mostly concessions. Every convention center, regardless if you're in Atlanta, San Francisco, or San Antonio, the menu is basically the same with buttered popcorn, hot dogs, and pretzels. Our menu is unique and different that differentiates from your traditional concessions. But above and beyond being different in flavor profiles, we've designed our equipment to be forward-facing to the guest. So rarely are our backs um, towards the guest, so we're making eye contact. We cover our equipment in white Corian shrouds with eye-catching graphics. And then our team members also serve as informal brand ambassadors that mention the company or product name as we serve. And so that you're getting that positive, memorable connection and sensory experience, but we mention the company name throughout our service. What are some of the the most fun and engaging experiences have you offered? Oh, I I think one of my most memorable ones that comes to mind was uh, one company that came to us with the unique challenge that said they needed to communicate a high-fat, healthy diet, and they were going to build the booth around the food experience to ultimately talk about their product. And I took that as a big challenge because high fat and healthy is not something we're often <laughs> asked to do. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it's a fun so one though. <laughs> a very fun one. The booth footprint was approximately a 30 by 30 footprint of a booth and we made cheeseburger sliders. And so we, they were, they were many, uh, two to three ounce burgers and they put the imagery of what we were serving on the most gigantic fabric graphics. Um, like wall to wall. It was a gigantic cheeseburger. And as you went through the line, they took all the products that we used to build as fats, carbs, and proteins. It was a very literal build to talk about that story. Okay. They also did the hotel key cards and the shuttle buses. Oh, and that's so awesome. it was a, um, a major traffic draw that had a lot of attention and became their signature communication tool at the trade show. But um, additionally to that, their in-booth training, sales reps stayed with the attendees and talked about their product and message throughout the line. And so it was very well utilized. That is way more memorable than grabbing a branded pen or a swag bag and walking off. It is. Yes, Yes, for sure. Because we have so much of that. And that usually never makes it out of our hotel room anyway. It just gets trashed because we decide Mm -hmm. we don't want to bring it back. So I, I know a big component is on site and back to live and uh, of your business and good thing we're getting back to that now. But I find it really interesting because I read up on your organization, what you all did, you know, to pivot again, using that word, huh, uh, but um, when COVID came and brought our industry to a screeching halt, tell us a little bit about what you, what your company did and, and how you, you really stepped up. And I was mm-hmm. so impressed. Thank you. You know, this this year, what a unique challenge. Uh, no one ever knew it would sure. last this long. And, you know, I remember back in March of that year, it was supposed to be a, one of our busiest months. And we ended up having to cancel about 450 shifts of team members working in March wow. and have personal client conversations with 70 uh, different clients for that mass cancellation. Wow. Um, and it was about, oh, three to four weeks into our COVID pause, as I like to call it. 
where I said, my goodness, um, our brand is positivity and about shared experiences with food and beverage. What if we found items that has a positive brand name? We found a lot of those and utilize our graphics team to make branded snack boxes for virtual meetings. So instead of getting a registration backpack, when you check in, perhaps a welcome box at that time, those are about $30 where we could recognize the sponsors, put a few snacks in there and then send mass shipments to every attendee that says we're excited about um, seeing you on our virtual meeting. But really, aside from digital advertising, to have that tactile advertising um, and impression that we all look forward to, it was a way to facilitate that. Um, and we sipped thousands supporting associations with unique sponsorship um, ideas. Um, but that was the start of it. We trademarked it, Better Together Boxes. Um, before Better Together was such an on-trend phrase, now you see Better Together everywhere. And we're, <laughs> we are better together. That's the reason. That, uh, <laughs> but with that, we have full in-house capabilities to both design and print. And we're able to, um, with a lot of practice, um, build up to 500 packages a day. Wow. That's um, fantastic. And so the audience really started trying to be able to support the virtual meetings that we're very much a part of. You know, on an annual basis, we participate in over 225 unique trade shows. And so we went straight to those associations as well as our uh, key customers there to see if that was an opportunity. But the, actually, the audiences that really picked up aside from that were the HR audiences that had built in budgets to recognize their work from home employees, as well as sales organizations that wanted to connect with their customers when they couldn't do it in person. So they wanted to connect with their customers virtually. So we created some much larger care packages. One was it's movie night and it came with a blanket and popcorn and sodas and candy for the family to share. And they came in gigantic boxes that had gigantic theme stickers on the outside. And it was a great big unboxing. Um, That's so fun. Everyone loves a delivery. And I know when Mm -hmm. Impact hosted our own virtual conference, Rethink, we sent out some of your boxes to invitees and they were so excited to get that box. And what was so fun is everything inside was branded with impacts, colors, a welcome, an agenda. I think it really got people excited to participate in something that had otherwise become, you know, maybe a little mundane of logging into yet another virtual conference. But Mm -hmm. this was an extra touch that people felt connected to the event without necessarily being there face to face. So Mm -hmm. it was really exciting to see this feedback from clients coming in happy and just that extra touch was a big difference. And, and, you know, it set the expectation immediately that this was going to be a great event and Mm -hmm. it just set that tone. And then the event obviously lived up to expectations. Um, But I thought it was a really cool idea to get the boxes out to our clients and attendees Um, so that they could, you know, understand what we were, how we were supporting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the outside of the box, we boxes, we put special delivery open on, you know, X date for the impact conference. And on the inside, we had some orange Izzy sodas to match your brand color, along with sweet, salty and savory uh, snacks. So hopefully that people could actually stay at their computer station 
and participate more often because all their snacks were right there ready for them. And inside was the paper, the paper that we're used to for agendas, to take notes and special invitations. So Haley, hopefully we have a lot of event coordinators listening to the podcast. What are some fun ways that they can utilize these Better Together boxes? And also, what are some ideas if they're thinking of experiential hospitality within their upcoming live event? What advice or ideas do you have to get the wheels spinning? Well, for for planners, I think, you know, we're all planning a variety of things. And to know that, you know, once we get those goals and objectives, we've done product launches and national sales meetings, um, as well as, you know, the smaller boxes to the masses. So we've done quite a few collaborative things. I'm just curious, now that we're getting back to live events, or we have been back to live events, but next year's looking very strong. What are you seeing? I know that, you know, you do uh, the boxes for virtual events, and there are hybrid opportunities out there. Are you seeing a 50-50? Are you seeing more people going back to live what and still maybe incorporating the idea of sending out a pre-show or pre-event box? Currently, I haven't seen as many go with hybrid as I may have anticipated. Um, More of ours have had the stronger commitment to live. Some of those boxes we've done is I've had customers reach out that want to do it as their exhibitor welcome box, or I've had associations want to give larger boxes to their exhibitor customer on the show floor. The live presence, I will tell you that we have more closed vessels, more lids, more things that we serve in a um, smaller petite container, or we call them vessels, just out of the abundance of caution. Um, mm-hmm. But we are making, we make items, we do make them fresh in the booth. They're not delivered on trays. They are made in the booth. We come two hours early and we start the baking process. And so keeping with that flow most anything that we do has the capacity to serve a hundred people an hour. And so we want to create aroma and freshness, both with ingredients, as well as when it's fresh baked, that it's warm and served to the individual guest. So that sensory experience is consistent. And it's just added precautions of whether it's sneeze guards or closed vessels. You know, the food and beverage industry is already very safe and regulated. So we have serve safe licenses that we carry for our team, as well as the food handling permits in different cities and other um, precautions that we've already taken. So those are pretty normal. It's just COVID has those a little more documented and verbalized through other communications channels for both the attendee and the client. No, but it's important I think for, you know, our listeners and people, that's a question that people want to know or want an answer to. So I, I definitely think that it's important to add that because we, people do want to know, is it safe to serve food? I mean, I know for the, the early part of, or the late part of this, this year, the biggest question was, can we serve F and B in our booth or at our event and how do we do it? And it was a, a very big topic of conversation and I see that moving into next year as well. So with COVID, you know, our our services were never open, just like they are in banquets anyway. So they right. were never uh, self-serve. So our team members are serving the guests individually. Uh, many of the displays actually have enclosed or lighted display units that we will house pastries and parfaits and those type of things inside. Um, we've added lids. And we've added small um, containers or vessels 
that we can serve within. Um, we also have some prepackaged goodies. So if someone's just perhaps on a more cost-effective budget, we can do some prepackaged goodies with stickers and that are sealed. That is a snack to take to go. I will say most of our clients, though, have returned to their original planning and what they were known for. That's whether, good to hear. Yeah, whether it was a client that was known for their grilled cheese, they were ready to go back to serving grilled cheese on their consistent program. What if one of your clients has a very small space? What do you usually recommend within that space? I mean, obviously you customize the the experience, but maybe people are asking, I know the other example you gave was for a 30 by 30 foot space, but if they have a smaller exhibit, what would that, what would you recommend? Most of our services will fit on a six foot counter. If it's a food service, it needs six to eight feet, a beverage service. We could do smoothies or a compact cappuccino machine on a four foot counter. Um, And so our team will actually collaborate with the convention manager or agency on what exactly would fit. Um, Our smoothie machines are equipped with silencers as well. So they're not very noisy. And then we own over a hundred cappuccino machines with all different sizes, finishes, and outputs. What I think is so interesting and unique when I'm talking to you and when I'm looking at your website, you are getting into the details down to like the colors of the food you serve, the branding on on the stations, the aromas, like hearing you talk about all these details, it really tells a story about the brand. And that is what I think is so unique. You're tying together the brand and an experience to tell a story. And you're not just passing out a catered meal or a snack. So where do you see your business going in the the years to come now that you've done the boxes and, you know, for the virtual, I, I still think that there's going to be a market for that for sure. Uh, do you see more road shows or trade shows? What are you, or just private proprietary events? You know, I think that uniqueness in COVID was that we were able to end up developing not only something that helped us survive and thrive, but we have truly established another business line that's on brand. So we have our in-booth hospitality, and then we have our virtual, um, our boxes that we can send. Um, But it's now been pretty sustainable and that we've done 35,000 packages and have dedicated team members that both sell through production and fulfillment of those packages. And then now we're so fortunate that live, that pause has been lifted. And in the past 45 days, we've had over a hundred services in 35 cities. That makes my heart happy. (laughs) I mean, it is so exciting. All lights are a go. And um, all the things that we did in COVID to work through training materials and and different modules is, is being used in a very big way. All lights are go and everyone is so excited. And our challenge is doing both at the same time and continuing right. to wear multiple hats, but they'll very a good problem to have. <laughs> well, I'm interested in that, Haley, because you did find such a great way to fill that um, void that the pandemic left our industry in. So now that the live events, the floodgates are opening, we're getting busy. A lot of us have more work than we can handle. And what did that look like for your staffing transitioning from the pandemic to now doing better together and live? That's a good question because so much of what we did, we, we focused, let's see, when the pandemic happened, we all returned full-time to the office last May. 
So more than a year, we functioned, I often use the analogy of conditioning yourself for a marathon. We were conditioned to work through supply chain challenges, shipping challenges. So some of those, you know, design and production, we work through that as a team, all of us, all hands on deck. And so now that we have two businesses that are both um, all hands on deck, some of the scope of responsibilities of team members has narrowed. And so you're juggling maybe three hats versus five to seven. But at any time, I would say you almost look two weeks out as a pause each time to say who needs help. So in those two week increments, one team is getting a surge while the other is at a steady pace. So the surges have been inconsistent, but the team members that have the tools and the training are helpful to one another. And those better together boxes kept your staff on board, right? We did. We were um, a staff of 35 pre-COVID and we were successful in keeping 20 people um, busy full-time with the absence of all events. And so we did that very creatively, but um, very thrilled to be where we are today. And we are certainly hiring. Very exciting. That's really great. So just wrapping up our conversation and and you were mentioning that you're hiring, how can listeners contact you for more information about your businesses, the services and products that you offer, and maybe some open positions? Absolutely. Well, on our website, um, on the contact us page, we do have recruiting at Crepe Salate, and we have a variety of positions open, both from sales and operations, as well as on-site event support. All right, Haley. Well, We are going to end today's session with a quick game for our listeners to get to know you. So I know we did not prepare you for this, which is what's going to make it more fun. (laughs) We are going to tell you one word or a topic, and you're going to respond with the first word that comes to mind. All right, let's go. No pressure. You ready? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, your first one. We'll make it easy to start. Crepes a latte. Memorable traffic builder. Oh, I love it. See, you're doing good. All right. Well, three words, but that's a good one. (laughs) My question is going to be a little bit easier. Not my question, but my comment. Your celebrity crush. Matthew McConaughey. Oh, good one. Texas boy. Yes, he is. Your dream job. I'm doing my dream job. This is is what I always wanted to do. I'm not kidding. This is, yeah, I'm doing my dream job. That's always nice to hear. What is one word that comes to mind first when you hear the word trade shows? The hustle of people, people from all over the world with all different backgrounds, and they come together for some of the same reasons, to learn and to meet others, to meet other like-minded people. When I say 2020, what comes to mind? Challenges and opportunities. Um, I like to say for this past year, hard is hard. Everyone had a unique year. And there, there's no competition for heart. But when we pause for a minute, there were many positives in how we all rose to different challenges throughout the year. Agreed, 100%. And Perfect. it makes us appreciate being together. So the past few shows that I've gone to were just in, in an incredible opportunity to get filled by um, that shared experience that we went through. And getting to see each other and make that connection in person was just um, really special. And came back even more motivated to keep doing what we're doing and know that when we say bring on 2022, it can't come fast enough. Oh my gosh. And to not take things for granted either. 
I believe mm-hmm. that's what it, it feels like to me. Mm-hmm. Yep. The little things like just getting to see someone again and give them a big old hug. Love it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Last one, hopefully a high note. What is one word that comes to mind when you hear the future? It may not be one word, but change is constant. And so for us not to be complacent, but to take those new challenges and continually be creative and how that we can all adjust um, to both be a surviving, thriving business, but also continual learners as people. You Love said that. you weren't spontaneous, but that was pretty great. That was pretty, that was pretty great. <laughs> I am not spontaneous. Actually, you know, there's an expression I've always told my family is I plan to be spontaneous. Well, we're planners. That's what we do. A, a spontaneous <laughs> trip with friends. Uh, you know, you, you plan to be spontaneous. Yeah, yeah, that's right. right. I think that's a lot of personalities in our role. Mm -hmm. And uh, this year, I feel like we've had a lot of at-bats, right? Because we've hit one challenge after the next. There has not been an easy week or an easy month that hasn't thrown us some curveballs. And so um, we're conditioned after this past year is to do what we do best uh, next year because it will all, again, all lights are a go. So many shows are on the calendar. So many clients are ready to go back out there and um, in a big way. And so if we're still in this industry after this long, um, we can make it through anything. Absolutely. What a great note to end on. This has been really fun, Haley, just talking to you and learning more about Crepes Latte. I know I'm excited to share more about your company with some clients. I have different ideas already, just hearing all of the fun creativity you guys bring to live events and even through the Better Together boxes. So. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with us today. Remind us of our, your website one more time in case listeners want to visit. Crepesalatte.com. Thank you so much, ladies. See you next time. Thanks, Haley. Thanks, Thanks Holly. Take care, guys.